Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Hello and welcome to the program. It's National Poetry Month and our special guest is none other than Valerie Beers. Valerie is a longtime friend of our program. Hello. And our resident queen of the haiku. (laughs) Hello, Valerie. How are you, my friend? (laughs) I'm good. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I hope you're good, too. Yes, I'm quite well. Thank you for asking. You know, again, this is National Poetry Month, my friend. Why is... Why is it important to celebrate this month? Um, I think it's important because there, let's say there's a birth or somebody dies or um, you just look up a poem and you can write it down and give it to that person. And it's a, I think it's a window into how you're feeling. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it does, um, it does I do sense, poetry. Yes. I think poetry is important. I do poetry, okay. little short pieces for um, people's birthdays, um, anniversaries, holidays. And I think it's important that people keep poetry in mind. Maybe not the front of right. mind, but remember that it's important. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, what do you think is important because of what? What? Why do we do what we do? Why do we do what we do, my friend? Uh, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about myself. The reason I right. write poetry, and the reason other people could write poetry, but I write poetry to remember things. Um, I have to remember the situation and how it was for real, you know, not putting my own spin on it. And I remember that situation that way. You know, maybe it was a sad thing. You know, I'm not able, I'm not going to put a, a happy face on it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because this is what happened and this is how I want to remember it. Very nice. Not I all like poetry that. Is, not all poetry is happy. Yes, and that's so true. Well, let's Begin our journey together. Please share a poem. All right. All right. I know you like this one, and this is very relevant for what's been happening. Um, It's spring in Maine, and this is called Flood. Black wetness slowly creeps places it should not be. The waves Gently laughing are deceiving as they, they do damage. The end. <laughs> you That's know I love your work. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. You. I That's remember. about my flooding basement. <laughs> Please share it again. You know it takes me one more time to. <laughs> Absolutely. It's yeah, called thank flood. you, my friend. All right. It's about springtime in Maine. Okay. Black wetness. Slowly creeps 
places it should not be. The waves, gently lapping, are deceiving as they do damage. The end. Wow. You know, I know about haikus. I know that the most typical and traditional version of a haiku consists of three lines with 17 syllables in total. The first line is five mm-hmm. syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And the third line is five syllables. What is it? And I've asked you this countless times about a haiku that intrigues you. Um, a haiku, it, it seems like a um, uh, poetry comes to me, but um, you've only got so many syllables you can only talk about what you want to talk about you've only got you know you only have so much uh, you only have so many syllables really mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um i mean i know people i mean i think it was stephen king that wrote an 87 page poem hello that's really long mm-hmm. yes so i'm going to give you yes. a snapshot of what's happening and um because that's what I know, and I'm going to share mm-hmm. it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. anything that happens for 87 pages, but I know something that happens for four or five lines. Right, I So understand. I think it's like a poetry pump. Okay. So it's quick and short and to the point. And that might be a good introduction to poetry for people. You know, mm-hmm. a person's not going to want to read an 87-page poem, but they might want to read a haiku. Well, you know I enjoy your haikus. <laughs> I love Thank them, you. actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> Please share another. Okay. This is called um, – let me see. I've got my notebook here. Uh, this is called Liquid Dreams, and this is – um, inspired by a podcast I listened to called The Box of Oddities. Um, they were talking about the weather on Neptune and Uranus. But I'm only doing a poem about Neptune. It's called um, Liquid Dreams. The queen of Neptune would have liquid diamonds as a nightlight glowing in a sconce. Queen of Neptune would wear solid diamonds cooled in the ice house on her wrists and fingers. They'll be under pressure. She's too hot to handle. (laughs) The queen of Neptune. (laughs) One more time, my friend. Let me soak it in one more time. (laughs) Okay. This is called Liquid Dreams. The queen of Neptune would have liquid diamonds as a nightlight glowing in a sconce. The queen of Neptune would wear solid diamonds cooled in the ice house on her wrists and fingers. They'll be under pressure, too hot to handle. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Let me ask you a question, my friend. Yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> Has a poem ever frightened or humbled you? When did it happen? Um, and what did you do afterwards? Yes. Um, a poem did. It didn't 
I wouldn't I wouldn't say it frightened me, but it made me very sad. I'm thinking of one of the Erica Jong's poems um, that All she right. has written. Her newest book is called The World Begin With Yes. And she has a poem called Child on the Beach, which I'm going to read um, later on in this, in this poetry mm-hmm. thing, uh, mm-hmm. podcast. And um, it just made me sad. There was um, probably some poetry written about um, by Ukraine um, would frighten me. Uh, but a lot of poetry makes me sad. Tell me about your sadness. What, what is it that makes you sad? Um, the imagery, um, child on the beach has imagery of, you know, the child is not alive and she's writing about, you know, what the child looks like, what might've happened and things like that. So that may, that would, that makes me sad. And if I, I don't have any poems about Ukraine at this moment, Mm -hmm. but, um, yes. Uh, thinking about what's going on and, you know, what the the hardships the, the Ukraine people are facing and, you know, both of them are, are the, the, the imagery. Imagery makes mm-hmm. me sad. Oh, wow. If it's really good, That's... it will evoke mm-hmm. a response in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the response wow. could be different with different, yes. with, uh, different readings, really. No, could you make know, me honestly, angry, could, could make me mm-hmm. sad. Well, I was going to share with I'm you sorry. that you're making me smile because I'm loving your responses to what I'm asking. Oh, the depth well, thank that you're you. sharing you. is 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 real. I like it. I like it, my friend. I like it. Uh, share thank another you very poem much. with us. I, I, I can't be anything else. That, and poetry is real. I guess I should have mentioned this. Poetry is real. You know, it's not sugar-coated fiction. It's not, you know, it's going to tell you what's going on. And um, it's real, too. So if you want the real feel, the real what's going on, read some poetry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that is so true. That is so true. Share another piece. Share another piece with us. Okay. Um, well, let in my book, it's called Scratching Surface, and I'm going to read another poem about spring um, in Maine. This is called Frozen Mud. Oh, by the way, it's mud season here. Oh, mud season? Okay. This is, what's that? Did you say it's mud season in Maine? It's mud. Yes, yes. It is mud season here. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> oh, mud yes. Season. It's mud season. This is called right. frozen mud. This would be my driveway. This would be everybody's dirt driveway. All um, right. <laughs> okay, frozen, frozen mud. Now, it's, it's a haiku, so it's very short. Frozen mud. The mud is frozen. All the leaves are shivering. It is spring in Maine. The end. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it, 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 I like, like that. Like I said, it's just a snapshot of what's 
happening. That is my driveway. When the when I say mm-hmm. the leaves are shivering, it's they're just it's just the wind is blowing them, but they look like they're shivering. <laughs> I like that. You know, some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it, while others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on it? Do you edit a lot? Um, my, my take on it is my poems can always be um, edited or changed. Um, you know, some poems you write, you write them at a certain point in your life and anymore. So you change a line or you change a word or you might change the whole thing. And it's like, aha, this is more what my life is like right now. So I think mm-hmm. they can always be changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Let's take a brief break, my friend, and we'll be right back. Okay. Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with one of my favorite poets, Valerie Beers. Valerie, my friend, please share another poem. Yes. Okay. Well, I am going to read now the the poem that made me sad by Erica John. This is called Child on the Beach. Um, Okay. Uh, This one is I'll, I'll still say the end, but this is called Child on the Beach, and it comes from uh, her book of poetry that she just put out. It's called The World Begin with Yes, Child on the Beach. The Mediterranean is black with bodies, as in the time of the Trojan War, when Homer sang of bloody battles and heroes lay unburied beneath the, the topless towers of Troy. But this little boy of three sleeps unburied on a beach. Where is he from? The chemical fog of Syria? The garbage dumps of beautiful Beirut? The chaos of civilization come undone? He rests. His parents lost, drowned. His brother thrown up on another beach. What shall I do with this dead toddler who breaks me open to grieve? I will adopt him, my nameless grandson. Welcome in, welcome him into my shattered breast. His death so sweet, even cherubs weep. And Maria float him in their seaweed boat. Little one, now you are mine. 
asleep in my arms while I sing you this lullaby. Maybe you'll awaken in a kinder world where children don't die at the edge of the sea. Meanwhile, dreams of peace for this broken world. The end. Wow. That's an incredible I know. poem. The, the imagery just just ugh, makes me so sad. Okay. Okay. And with this sadness, how do you transfer it to your work? Um, let me see. Um, let's see. If I wrote a poem about reading this poem, um, I would... Let's see. I would transfer. I would transform my sadness into um, words um, that maybe weren't as sad. I might go on. I might do uh, um, um, a part two of this. You know, after she's um, sung the lullaby, I I might write a poem about a kinder world, awakening in a mm. kinder world, mm-hmm. and. I might talk about the broken world and, you know, how can we make it not broken or that's what I would do. Yes. I this know. This would be a continuation. A continuation. I know that you're a longtime fan of Erica Jong. And honestly, yes, I, I did am. not know that she wrote poetry. What is it about her work fascinates you? Uh, she is. Um, and I, I like this very much. Her poetry is not at all obscure. She has said this. Uh, it's not obscure. It's very easy to understand. You know, I certainly understand that. I've got some of, some other books of poetry by her. And it's not obscure. It's very easy to understand. And it's very personal, very detailed. Um that's what I like about it. I mean, some poets are obscure and you have no idea what they're talking about. They might use big words that you don't understand, but yes. um, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I think accessibility is extremely important. You need to be able to understand yes. it in my mind. Exactly. You... Yes, yes. That... That's why I write well, the way me... I write. I want people to understand. Right. What I'm, mm-hmm. what I'm telling them, what I'm showing them. Mm. You know, I never want sure. a person to say, I didn't understand why you're not poem meant. Right, right. All right, go ahead, I like sorry. that. No, 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 no. I just want to hear more of your work. Share another poem. All right, let's see. Um, let's look at, I've got, I've got all sorts of um, bookmarks in my book. Let's see. Okay. Here's another one. Here's one that I wrote for Erica Jong. Um, she actually, um, I, I, I follow her on Twitter, and she actually um, uh, replied uh, to what I sent. So I put it in the story. Right. This is called mm-hmm. um, New Year for Erica Jong, and it's about calendars. Mm. Okay. No revising this one. No revisiting that one. Try to find new words for old problems. Try to save the good ones. I will be the poetry person among the book people. The end. 
Wow. If you've ever have you ever read um, or seen the movie Fahrenheit 451? Yes, I have. It's been a long time ago, you but I do remember. I remember the book. Part of the um, I'm going to say part of the move the end of the movie. Um, each person memorized a book so they could, mm-hmm. you know, tell it to other people and and remember it because as you know books were outlawed and that's not that's not that far away you know no, banned books and yes oh scary but mm-hmm. um i'm going to be the poetry person among the book people mm-hmm. so if you need a poem you come to me I see that you're claiming that title. Come to you. (laughs) Yes. Let's let's talk a minute about your book, Details. It was published in 2021 or 2020 or 2019. I can't remember now. Details? That was published in 2017. Oh, it was 17. Wow. Yes. Wow. Are you working on a new collection? Uh, yes, yes. It's, 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 I have the tentative title of words, and I want to have um, poems and haikus in it, along with some short stories, like two or three short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try mm-hmm. that, but that will make three. If I do that and I get it published, that will be three books for me. But um, tentative. Tentative title, Words. Well, what was the first book? I can't remember now. Well, no. That, all right. Details was the first book in 2017. Okay. The second right. book is called Scratching the Surface. I, I remember now. Was, yes. Yes. Scratching I the Surface. Was, I remember. Uh, 2019, I think. Okay. I don't remember. I've got it in my hand, but I don't know when this came out. I, I still That's right. I don't know. But, well, let me ask this question. So, let me ask this question. Okay. What other, what other poets that you're friends with, and how do they help you become a better writer? Who are you friends with that um, helps you become a better writer? Let's see. I'm, I wouldn't – well – Erica Jung and I, we know each other. We follow each other on Twitter. Um, okay. She makes me a better. She makes me a better writer because she tells me just write. You know, because I, my, I myself think, oh, it's got to be perfect. I got to do this. I got to do that. I put a lot of shoulds on myself. And she says, no, just write, which means mm-hmm. write a grocery list, write something short. Um, so um, that's really the only poet that I'm friends with. I wouldn't even yes. actually call her a friend. She knows who I am. Mm-hmm. She knows right. I'm Valerie Beers from Maine. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the greatest advice any poet, any writer could give me. And I'm giving mm-hmm. it to whoever is listening. Just oh, write. that's nice. Wow. Tell me about poetry pasta. Is it still in existence? Just, it is still in existence. Um, 
it's really slowed down a lot. Um, Poetry Pasta was started online by me and uh, Franco Estevito, um, and we published, we sh- I like the phrase, show off. I showed off, and thank you too, um, we showed off up-and-coming poets. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd never been published, they'd never been online, or they'd never had their stuff online. It's like, yeah, we can do that. And there's all these crazy things with other uh, uh, poetry pages, like we don't, we don't take... Um, things that have been previously published, you know, things that have already been uh, put up someplace. No, we don't care about that. Mm-hmm. I know that you, mm-hmm. I know that poets get excited when their work is shown off. That's the, that's the mission of Poets Pasta. And Pasta, Tell me because about it's, it's... Yes, continue. Pasta. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Pasta is because it's small, um, you can chew it up, it's easily digested, it's not, you know, 87 pages, it's, it's small, and it's digestible. That's why we call the poetry pasta. <laughs> Incredible. Please share another poem. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to... Yep, there we go. Okay. Edna, have you heard of Edna St. Vincent Millay? I love her. <laughs> I love her name, <laughs> and I also love her work. That is a, that is a poet from Maine. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yep, she's from Maine. Um, I um, away a long time ago, but I love yes. her poetry. And this is called, this is one of my favorites by her. This is called The Concert. No, I will go alone. I will come back when it's over. Yes, of course I love you. No, it will not be long. Why may you not come with me? You are too much my lover. You would put yourself between me and song. If I go alone, quiet and suavely clothed, my body will die in its chair. And over my head, a mind that is twice my own will mark with icy mirth the wise advance and retreat of armies without a country, storming a nameless gate hurling terrible javelins down from the shutting walls of a singing town where no women wait, armies clean of love and hate, marching lines of pitiless sound, climbing hills to the sun and hurling golden spears to the ground. Up the lines, a silver runner bearing a banner whereon is scored the milk and steel of a bloodless wound, healed the length by the sword. You and I have nothing to do with music. We, not, we may not make of music a filigree frame within which you and I tenderly glad we came, sit smiling hand in hand, 
Come now, be content. I will come back to you. I swear I will. And you will know me. I shall only be a little taller than when I went. The end. Oh, what do you think is the purpose of that particular poem? What is it trying to do? Um, well, it's, it's that I haven't uh, dissected this, but it sounds like she's talking to somebody. No, you can't go with me to the concert. Yeah, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. I'll go. I don't know what it means. All the talking of, you know, the war and things that happen. But yes. it sounds like she's talking to somebody about, I'll come back and I'm only going to be a little taller. It sounds like she's talking to somebody. <laughs> And that's what I felt, too, that she was talking to someone that she had, would be growing in the same breath because she would be a little taller, <laughs> but she would be yeah. back. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a <laughs> You know I'm the question man. You know I'm the question man. So I do have a question I'm for sure. you. <laughs> I hope I have an answer. Uh, you've done fantastically. There is an image of poets being overcome with inspiration and having to write everything out of nowhere and at once. Does this ever happen to you, being overcome by inspiration? Um, maybe a little overcome, but that's when you really have to, like, let's say uh, I'm writing about uh the weather today spring in maine um mm-hmm. i can be overwhelmed because there's lots going on the sky's blue there's melting snow but it's like what do i really want to talk about don't get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and want to do 87 pages what do i really want to talk about what do i really want to show you Oh, I really want to show you the melting snow, or I really want to tell you about the flooding basement. So, yes, you get overwhelmed. Um, as a writer, just think about what you really want to, uh, what you want to be important to people. What mm-hmm. you want them to take away. All right, all right, I understand. Share another piece of your work. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, this isn't mine. This is not my work. This is Dorothy Parker. And All it's right. very <laughs> apropos because it's called A Well-Worn Story, and you'll see why in a minute. Well, um, let, me share. Okay, this is, let me share this. Hold on one second. I know that Dorothy right. Parker is associated with the Algonquin table. Is that my, am I correct? Yep, yep. I'll go. Uh, I don't know how to say Algonquin Round Table. Yes, yes. Round Table. Yes, round right. Table. <laughs> All right. And that just refers to um, the table they have lunch at. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Continue, please, with the poem. Okay. This is by Dorothy Parker called A Well-Worn Story. In April... In April, my one love came along as I ran the slope of my high hill to follow a thread of song. His eyes were hard as poor 
Siri was looking on cool lands. His voice was flipping over me like terrible silver hands. Together we trod the secret lane, and I walked the muttering town. I wore my heart like a wed, a wet red stain on the breast of a velvet gown. In April, in April, my love went whistling by, and I stumbled here to my high hill all along the way of a lie. Now what should I do in this place but sit and count the chimes and splash cold water on my face and spoil a page with rhymes? The end. Wow. What compels you to... Yes. What compels you to include that in your selection today? Um, I'll tell you what, and I'll tell you what. We are... Uh, Women's History Month was in March, mm-hmm. and yes, it's it's still it's still in the it's still in my mind. So I thought, okay, I'm going to it's National Poetry Month, but I'm going to um, share uh, women poets. Mm. 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 Which is so important, so important. Yes. So important, my friend. Yes, it is. So important. Wow. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back. back. Again, I am Michael Anthony Ingram. This is Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio. I am here with my friend, the haiku queen, Valerie Beers herself. <laughs> Valerie, please, please share another poem. Okay. Now, I know you've heard of Emily Dickinson. I know you have. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, found is one of my favorite poems by Emily Dickinson is um, it's called I'm Nobody I think that's the title but I'll read it it's very short I'm nobody who are you are you nobody too then there's a pair of us don't tell they banish us you know how dreary to be somebody how public like a frog to tell your name, the live long day, to an admiring bog. The end. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm nobody. Are you nobody too? Oh. Wow. I love this. So proud. I love it. Yes. Yes, I do too. I do too. 
I do too. Let me ask you a question. You've okay. been writing for some time, for some time, I believe. All my life. Tell, all your life. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Uh, my younger writing self, um, again, I would, tell, I would tell her, just keep writing. Because I mm-hmm. do have some on my old writing uh, from way back when, and it's, it's terrible. It's awful. But mm-hmm. just keep mm-hmm. writing. You know, when you go back and look at stuff you wrote, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. it's sort of cringe and it's like, mm-hmm. did I write that? Yes, you did. <laughs> you you liked it back then. Wow. How many hours a day do you write? Um, I wouldn't say it's hours a day. I know there mm-hmm. are some poets or some writers that write or they have a certain word count, or, you know, they want to do a certain number of pages every day. Um, unfortunately, I write when inspiration strikes me. I can't yes. just, I mean, you have to give me a prompt. If you were to say, okay, you're going to, I mean, some of these writing workshops, are, okay, sit down and write a poem about blah, blah, blah. Okay, I can write mm-hmm. a poem about blah, blah, blah. But if you, but I don't really sit down and write um, two hours or have a yes. certain word count. Or I wish mm-hmm. I did. It's what mm-hmm. I should do, mm-hmm. but I don't. And oh, I thought of something else. I would tell my younger self: Don't shoot yes. on yourself. One more time. Say that one more time for me. Don't shoot on yourself. Mm-hmm. Should. <laughs> oh, should on yourself. I should do okay. this. I should write like this. I didn't no. know what you were saying. <laughs> Don't shit on yourself. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. What does that mean to you? <laughs> Don't shit on yourself. Don't. Don't. Yes. Don't tell yourself you should do this or you should do that or you should be like this or, mm. you know. Um, or mm-hmm. you should, you know, don't do it. Don't should on yourself. Right. If you I can see do that. It, great. If you can, maybe you can do it tomorrow. Mm. You know, I don't think I've ever asked you whether you come from a literary background or not. And I guess my question is, what did you learn about, what did you learn growing up about writing? Um. Nothing, nothing from my family. Um, okay. In high school, I was in a creative writing class that exposed me to this kind of poetry, this kind of writing, this kind of poetry, this kind of writing. And I heard a lot of um, different styles. I was exposed mm-hmm. to different styles, and the people that were in the in the class had different styles, and that's where I got all of my uh, education. That's where I learned it. And my teacher, mm-hmm. uh, the teacher was like, just write. It doesn't matter what you're writing about. Mm, it doesn't matter what you're writing about. That's such a powerful statement that it doesn't matter. Just do it. Just write. That's I right. know that That's I have right. difficulty. 
Well, I know that I have difficulty writing. I don't know whether it's writer's block, but I just don't have – I don't know what it is, my friend. I just find it difficult to put the pen to paper. I really, really do. Any any suggestions? Um, well, as I said, two words, just write. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Um, a lot of people will do like, do you know what stream of consciousness is? Yes. yes. Um, some people, uh, a, a, a writing teacher of mine was like, why don't you write just stream of consciousness and, you know, get mm-hmm. your juices flowing that way or, or write yes. about, you know, what's happening outside your window. Just write about something and it, it hopefully it gets you going of, oh now I now I feel like writing about this or I feel mm-hmm. more prepared to write about this or I right. feel more prepared to write my book or yes something like that. Wow, I like that. And like you said, just write and I mean we've talked about it almost ad nauseum. Just write. And I think that's what I plan yeah. to do. It's just write. Just to get it out of my system, to vent. I know this. I know it works. And I'm just gonna do it. I'm not gonna do yeah, I that's... should do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> eh, eh, eh. My f- don't you short on yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> I even wrote that in a in a poetry journal of mine. I should mm-hmm. you know, I wrote just right and I underlined it, you know. And it's like, oh, I look at it and it's like, I'm so um, sad. It's like, oh, I haven't done that. I haven't done that at all, but I should. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm-hmm. just showed it on myself. Don't do that. <laughs> I've got it right now. You're right. You know, I know that you're a great fan of the poet Amy Lowell or Lowell. Tell me why. Yes. Uh, I like Amy Lowell because she has written, um, I was just looking her up this morning, and, you know, she's written long poems, and she's um, tycoons. Let me see what I wrote. So I wrote this down. I want to get this correct. Um, Amy Lowell wrote regular poems and also haiku poetry, and... Rework Chinese poems with a translator. Mm. That I didn't know. Right, right, right. I didn't know that either. Well, please share one no. of her works. Please share one of her okay. works. All right. This is, a, this is a short one, but it's called A Decade. And it's uh, free verse form. And it's called A Decade. Oh, oh, oh. Amy Lowell, 1874 to 1925. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. All right. All right, great. All right, this is, this is called A Decade. When you came, you were like red wine and honey. And the taste of you burnt my mouth with its sweetness. Now you were like morning bread, smooth and pleasant. I hardly tasted it all. For I know your savor, but I am completely nourished. End. Wow. I am completely nourished. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I mean, I'm looking, right, I'm looking at the book, and 
She's mm-hmm. got a longer poem right underneath it, and she's got one called yes. Patterns, and that's one, two, three. It's like three pages long. It's like, wow. Mm, wow. Wow. You know, she lived a long time ago, and things have changed so much in terms of technology. And we're right now in this thing with social media. Do you think that the Internet and social media contribute to the well-being of poetry? Yes, I do. I do think this. Um, I can't take credit for this because Erica John said this, but if you you see a poem, you see a poet on the Internet, and you can uh, watch her work, you know, endlessly. You can rewind, and you can watch it again and again, and you might get the, the meaning on the first, uh, seeing of it, you make a meaning of it on the tenth seeing of it. But uh, also, um, one thing I do for um, poem in your pocket day is I will mm-hmm. send people poems on their cell phones. So that's mm. um, technology, you know, helping. Uh, yes, technology is a help for poems and things like that. Yes. Yes, I believe mm-hmm. that because I think that counts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, not I a whole like lot that. of people want to write a poem out and put it in their pocket, but if I send you one or you look one mm-hmm. up and it's on your phone and it's in your pocket, hello, poem in your pocket. Yes. So, yes, I Valerie. do think uh, technology and social media. Yes. I just wanted to share, I think you're top-notch. Top-notch. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I really, I really, really do. Please share another poll. Okay. Well, I'll read, I'll read a poem from my first book, Details, um, that was published so long ago. Um, again. It's about um, spring in Maine. It's about, and it's about mud season, which we are in right now. The mud, this is called mud. Not frozen mud, just mud. I have a lot of mud around here. Okay, this is called mud. It's from my book, um, Details, and I wrote this. The mud sucks you in, traps you. The icicles are unseen links and still dripping and growing. Even through two nor'easters, the gull is still on the glider. Is it summer? I want to hang out in the screen house. <laughs> You've written three That's books. When we, when you we used to have... Um, <laughs> Really long icicles. All right. <laughs> they are so beautiful when they're long like that. <laughs> now, that brings oh, up yes. an image. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, as I was going to say, you've written three books. What do you think you've learned about yourself from writing these books? Um, what I've learned about myself is, well, I like short poems. I like to mm-hmm. um, tell you, uh, sh- I like to show you my world, um, little little bits 
of what's going on in my world. I mean, I'll probably go out mm-hmm. and write about the weather, but I've learned that I uh, I want to share things, and I want to yes. remember things, and I'm going to write them mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Share another piece, please. Share All right, another piece. Another piece. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's do something from Scratching the Surface. Uh, hmm. Okay. I really like this one. Well, I really like them all. But this is a very, this is inspired by a song because I, I listen to music to be inspired mm-hmm. to write. And this is yes. inspired by Sarah McLaughlin of the song Ice. Right. Um, and when I, when I listen to music, I'll, I'll listen to lyrics and see if I can make a haiku out of them. I've done that with several um, songs. Uh, okay. Inspired by Ice by Sarah, by Sarah McLaughlin, written by me. Offer what you can. I'll take all I can get. Only a fool here. And Please share that again. I want to soak it in. Please share it again. All right. This is inspired by the song Ice by Sarah McLaughlin. Offer what you can. I'll take all I can get. Only a fool here. And that really makes you think about life. Offer what you can. Absolutely. I'll take what I can get. Yes. Wow. What surprises you most about being a poet? Um, the thing that surprises me the most is um, hmm, that people like my words, that people like what I wrote. Mm-hmm. That really surprises me. So I'm expecting people to be like, Oh, I don't like poetry, or I don't know what you mean, or that's eh, not really my thing. But all I've heard is, "Wow, that's really interesting. I like that." <laughs> you know, that's what, so that surprised me. Mm, I like that. You know, we're almost at the end of our journey together. Please give us one last oh. poem. Okay, one last poem. Let's do one of mine. Okay, this is this is a good one for National Poetry Month. Uh, this one is uh, perfect for me. Oh, I wrote it, but mm-hmm. it's called Words, and it's a haiku. Words. I would steal the words off the page to make them true. What words would those be? The end. Mm. I will steal them off the page. Wow. I would steal them off the page. That's but deep. What words would those be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My friend Valerie, what's next for you creatively? Tell me. I want to know. The thing that's next for me creatively is um, working on uh, my next book, hopefully. Got my fingers mm-hmm. crossed. I'm not real good at writing short stories. I think I like to tell too much backstory, but um, working on another book, uh, writing some more, just write. I need to do that. I won't shit on myself. Um, 
creatively. Uh, reading mm-hmm. more poetry, not just this month, but all the time. I, yes. Um, and that will help if you read a lot. Um, that will help inspire you, hopefully. It does me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, here's one last so fun question that, that I've been asking. Yes. Here's one last fun question that I've been asking lately. As a uh, writer, a poet, what would you choose as your spirit animal or mascot or avatar? What would you choose as your animal, uh, mascot or avatar? Hmm. Wow, I really got to think about <laughs> I really got to think about that one. Hmm. Well, maybe we can talk about it offline. I really don't know how to answer that. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. I think you're wonderful. Thank you. I'm trying to think of what kind of animals can write, have thumbs. It's like none. (laughs) I don't know. My cat just walks on my paper, so not a cat. I I don't know. I don't know. I've never thought of that. Well, next time you're on the show, you can answer that question. All right? I will. I will. Well, how can people stay in touch with you? How can people stay in touch with you? Uh, They can, let's see, my email is theval2. Hello? Well, <laughs> it seems like Valerie's call has dropped. Let's see if we give her an opportunity to come back. And in the meantime, let's listen to some music. Valerie is back <laughs> fantastically. Valerie, are you there? I am. I'm sorry, my my <laughs> phone hung up on me. <laughs> That's okay. Just like life, there are ups and downs, ins and outs. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate your signing you, on again. Mm-hmm. I was. So you asked, how can people get a hold of me? I have yes. an email, the Val two thousand at hotmail.com or I have a, my own poetry webpage which is uh, severely neglected um, I think it's words of the vowel 2000 dot wordpress dot com okay alright well if they'd like to reach you they can always contact me and uh, yes. I hope they do. I'm also on Twitter. Okay. All right. Very nice. And what's your name on Twitter? Uh, the Val 2000. The Val 2000. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to thank 
I want to thank you for being my guest, for helping me bring in National Poetry Month. I think you're fantastic. Your thank work you is fantastic. Much. It's real. It's alive. And I like that. I want people to know that poetry is alive. It's not a dead art. It's alive, and it will tell you what you want to know. It will tell you what you want to say to somebody. It's more important than you think. Yes, it is. And that's a great way to end. It's more important than you think. Well, to our listening audience, To our listening audience today, I want to thank you for tuning in. This is National Poetry Month, so there will be a number of different programs throughout the month that hopefully provide insight, support, encouragement, and just the opportunity to just be with your work. So as I share every week, (laughs) let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. I want to thank all of you and take care. Take care, Valerie. Thank you. You take care, Michael. Yes, I will. (laughs) I will. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.